Yins guys. Thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast, where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates in that. Today is May 2nd, 2021. The Bucks just got swept by the Cardinals. After splitting two games with the Royals, minor league rosters have been announced, and is Hayes coming back this week? Let's get it. What's up, Jake? How we doing, bud? Doing all right. Doing all right. It's been a week. Yeah. Did you make it through? Made it through. <laughs> Everything's good. I had some help. There you go. Good people. Yeah, so what we're talking about is while you were in Florida, just yes, relaxing, relaxing, chilling, my wife Katie was on a trip, and I was solo dad in it. But I really wasn't. It was only a couple days. Her dad was out for a couple days, and so he was helpful. He was here uh, basically one full day, but like night before, the morning after. That was good. That's a yeah. couple mornings. Mornings are the are the hard part, right? Sure. So I only had a I only had like really two mornings because Katie was here Monday morning, and then he was here Tuesday, Wednesday morning, and then so I had Thursday, Friday. That was it. Yeah. And then our mom came out Friday, was here for the weekend, which actually. Loki probably did not think that through, but like, I don't know what I would have done all day Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> At least when you have work and school and daycare and all that, it makes it a little bit easier. Right. But no, yeah. honestly, it wasn't even that big of a deal. It was pretty fun. I, like you, probably didn't get to see a lot of the games being in Florida. Right. Yeah. I had the games on and I had to watch the games, but like, I didn't sit down and really go through much. I didn't look up much this week. I didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of riding it out. But let's go ahead and get into the games. Yeah. yeah. One and four this week. <laughs> I mean, you get swept. It's kind of hard to even really. If had we had a, you know, we just had seven games one week. You came into it with five games. It's pretty easy to have a bad record for it. Sure. But started off with a good game. Tyler Anderson was dealing. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, so that was good. Uh, still was kind of the first sign, though, that the Pirates' offense may be scuffling. Yeah. Two to one win Tuesday. Follow that up the next day. Did score some runs, but out of a little bit of a necessity, down 6 nothing. They battled back a little bit, ended up losing 9-6. Got away from them a little bit. But uh, Mitch Keller, another game that just struggled for him. Mm-hmm. He's gonna have to figure. I mean, I I think he'll figure this out. I really do. You just see he, things just here and there. You see signs. Yeah, and every once in a while, there's a start that's like, okay, I see things. Mm-hmm. Then you come back out to this one, and he doesn't get out of the third inning. Right. And I I just yeah, it it's frustrating. Five walks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know coming in after that, Sean Pop and Chris Stratton. I mean, they just give up runs too, and it, it just kept. You couldn't you couldn't you couldn't get all the way back. The offense attempted, couldn't get all the way back. So split with the Royals. And then the Cardinals series, a little bit more of the same thing. Brubaker actually it, it, this it comes back to it. This is the second start in a row where Brubaker, I feel like, may have really outpitched his opponent, but loses the game. 
Yeah. Because Jay Happ with the with the no hitter going deep. Mm-hmm. And Brubaker was great in that game. And then this game, he goes five innings. He did give up seven hits, but he struck out seven, didn't walk anybody, and just the three runs. And they were spread out. Yeah. But Gant was five innings, only gave up three hits, but walked five guys. So it was like a flip-flop, but he only gives up one run. Mm-hmm. And it was like, who pitched better? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell, but I felt like Brubaker's stuff was better. Yeah. But Gant gets the win. This is baseball, you know? Mm-hmm. So we end up losing that one seven to three. It didn't feel like a seven to when you look at seven to three, you're like, oh yeah, well that's not good. It didn't quite feel like that, but not as much as Saturday. If you're just looking up scores and you looked at Saturday and you saw the Pirates lost twelve to five, you probably thought, oh geez, mm. there's another one. Yeah. And really, Cahill gives up four in the first inning. There was like a blooper that scored the first one. And then a three-run homer, and you're like, oh, well, that that was like a domino. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you just get out of it with the blooper, the three-run homer doesn't happen. It's a completely different game. Right. And I know that seems crazy, thinking 12-5, to how is that a completely different game? Well, because Cahill gives up the four in the first, he ends up getting into the sixth and only giving up five runs. And you're kind of like, what? It's really not all that bad. Right. Yeah. So... Pirates kind of battle back in this one. Going into the into the eighth inning, it's a seven to five game. They would get a couple runs. We would get a couple runs. They, you know what I mean. And it was really seven to five. And you're thinking, let's do this. Eighth inning, don't get anything. So it's like, okay, still got a shot. And then the Cardinals put up the five spot against Sean Poppin in the ninth, and it was like, okay, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another big homer, and it's just kind of like. Oh, jeez. You know? It's just unfortunate. Yeah. And the same thing the night before, like with with, uh, with Carpenter coming in in the sixth inning, hitting the three-run homer, and it just felt like, well, that was the blow that put us out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it same sort of thing on that day. That, but like I said, seven to five game, and then the five-run inning, and it's like, oh, well. Now it feels like a blowout. The game was like a good game to watch, though. Right. Yeah. And then we get swept today. Shut out. Uh, Will Crow, a little bit of an interesting outing. Like you said, he looked good today. Yeah. And I, I kind of felt good. like he looked good too. If you he look had... at the box score, five runs, three hits, three runs, or I'm sorry, five innings, three hits, three runs. He walks four. And I didn't, I don't feel like, and only struck out two, but I didn't feel like it was quite that. I thought it was all right. The walks were spread out. And I think, two of his walks were four pitch walks. Like he had no clue where the strike zone was all of a sudden, but then it came right back. Then it came right back. And he paints 96 on the outside corner. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it was weird. Um, he pitches the contact and he gets like easy contact. And that's what it mm-hmm. looked like. The other times he gives up the three run Homer and that was his only blemish. Yeah, and it wasn't a terrible pitch. No, it was a sinker that didn't quite sink enough. I think it ended up at like his knees. Bader put a good swing on it and he's a strong guy. He just, yeah. you know, good swing. That things happen. If that breaks another inch, it's a ground out. Two inches, it's a ground out. Right. Yeah. So it is what it is. Uh, it's a sweep and it stings. But here's the mm-hmm. thing. So we talked about the last two weeks. We've had really good. We came in and we said, hey, 
as good or better than expected. Yeah. And we said, enjoy it because these sort of things, they're going to happen throughout the year. This is these sweeps. This is why, even though we think that our team is not terrible, these things are going to happen. And when they do, getting deeper into the season, it's going to separate us from that 500 mark a little bit more each time. And that's yeah. where our losses are going to add up. And so long as this doesn't last three, four weeks, right? that's where you get into deep, you know, losing record. You know what I mean? And I don't yeah. see that happening with this team. I still think that for the most part, we were kind of in these games. And I say kind of because they did get away from us, which yeah. is different because our bullpen's been good, but it's just been a little bit here and there. But when you're behind by enough that it's like, we got to get back into this game. Like we're not even in the game yet. And then they get two more runs and it's like, ah, now we're, now we're not going to get back into the game. Yeah. So rough week for the games, Mm -hmm. but not that there's nothing to talk about. Minor league rosters were released this weekend and Saturday, right on Saturday. And that was your travel day, right? I was in the airports all day, two hour layover in Baltimore. That was rough. Yeah. Notable names on these rosters. We'll start with AAA, the closest to Pittsburgh. Cole Tucker, I mean, no surprise, he'll be in AAA. Right. Other than that, the only guys that we're going to really, like that we've talked about on this on this pod is Dustin Fowler and Anthony Alford. <laughs> aside from one, and these are position players, aside from one dude who's a surprise on the AAA roster, and that's Travis Swaggerty. Oh, really? No games in in double A for Swaggerty, right? I don't think he's played in double A. He's just going to skip it entirely straight to triple A. Mm. Now, he would have been in double A in 2020. Season was lost. Right. But they went ahead and said, you're going up. That's interesting. There's a lot of outfielders on the roster. Because you got Alfred, you got, and you got uh, Fowler, who were supposed to be center fielders, and so Swaggerty. But you also have Troy Stokes Jr., who was at spring training. Mm-hmm. and Chris Sharp, who's an outfielder. I, he's a draft pick from a few years ago, um, and he's he's there. I don't, We don't talk much about him, but so it's kind of like, okay, well, there's a lot of outfielders there. <laughs> so Will Craig is there for first base, but the infield really, to be honest with you, I'm a little like I, I would imagine you're going to have Will Craig at first. Kevin Kramer, we've seen him. He's had a cup of coffee a couple times with the Pirates. He'll, help, he'll be at second. Hunter Owen will be at third. I don't know who's like who else is involved. I mean, obviously Cole Tucker's playing short too. I yeah. you know didn't say that. So like you got your infield, but like Kramer and and Will Craig and Hunter Owen, I I don't know that we'll see these guys in Pittsburgh other than emergency situations. I I just don't know unless they blow up. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Pitching is is a little bit of a different story. We sh- we should recognize some names here. Miguel Yuhure is the first one. But mm-hmm. Chase DeYoung was with us in spring training, and he was kind of, you know, he'll mm-hmm. actually start the first game. Um, but a couple other guys, Jeff Hartlieb, uh, he's been kind of up and down. Kyle Keller, who we just claimed off waivers from somebody. Uh, Nick Mears and Cody Ponce are 40-man roster guys. So, I mean, the pitching staff seems a little more in line with what I would expect from a AAA team. There's mm-hmm. a lot of guys who are a possibility to get called up. Will Crow will probably be on this roster as well when Chad Cool's back or 
Stephen Brault or whatever. You know what I mean? Will Crow is right. that. He is in this group of guys like Miggy Yahoo and you know Will Crow, Jeff Hartlieb, which is more than these you know bullpen guys. Hartlieb, Cody Ponce is a possibility to come up and get some starts or get some time in the pen or whatever. So kind of what you would expect. Kyle Keller, James Marvel. Uh, we saw him in the last couple of years. I, I believe he's still on the 40-man roster, but actually I have it pulled up here. Marvel is not on the 40-man roster, so never mind. But <laughs> no, but anyway, you know, that's what you're that's what you're looking at from from the Indians. Let's go to double A Altoona. If you were looking for a summer home, maybe Altoona. (laughs) (laughs) Our infield in Altoona will be Mason Martin at first base. We like that. He's Mm -hmm. coming up. He's one of the guys that we talked about. A little bit of pop. Jihuan Bay at second. I like that. Okay. O'Neal Cruz at short. And Rodolfo Castro at third. So, And we saw him in Pittsburgh already this year. Mm-hmm. So, to me, just the infield. Let's just start there. Well, let's go. Yeah, this is actually a possible future Pittsburgh infield. Yeah. Now, obviously, we would think Rodolfo Castro would not be re- playing third; it'd be key. Right. But yeah. the other three, or maybe O'Neill Cruz is in right field. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but this could. I'm with you there. You see, what I'm saying this could be. Yeah. An actual productive infield. In two years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Two, three years. So, kind of cool. That's exciting to me. Yeah. I would I would go and, and watch that. So, Kanan Smith and Jigba is going to be playing outfield in double A. He, so, let, let's uh, let's talk about these guys. Smith and Jigba came in the Tyone deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cal Mitchell's an outfielder who was a draft pick of ours. And then it rounds out with some some of the other players that we haven't talked about. So I'm not going to go. We're not going to get that deep. But those are some of the guys that we've talked about. So I mean that seems pretty good. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Uh, another Yankees. So we talked about Miggy Yahoo. He came from the Yankees in the deal uh, for Tyone, Kanan Smith, and Jigba here in Double A. Also coming in that deal is Ronzi Contreras. Mm-hmm. He's starting opening day for Double A Altoona. So. Another piece of that trade worth worth saying, but also Cody Bolton, uh, Yuri De Los Santos, Max Cranick, Travis McGregor, who I think missed. Uh, he's been a couple years. I think he had a Tommy John or something. I don't really remember. But like Shea Murray, there's some guys there worth watching. Yeah. Some of our some of our top prospects. I know we haven't talked about all of those, but those are the guys that are in our top thirty according to MLB Pipeline and and whatnot. Right. Some yeah. of those guys. But, like, for me, if I'm just going to talk about any of them, I mean, if you're going to look at the box scores, Cody Bolton, Ronzi Contreras, those are probably two I'd well, I'd look for. And then that infield. I'd like to see if Kanan Smith and Jigba can hit some bombs. but Right, yeah. Okay, so Greensboro Grasshoppers is one of our minor league teams. We're getting deep now, folks. <laughs> <laughs> this is high A, and this is where you see here and the next one is where you see some of our Top 10 prospects, right? We're talking on that list. Tanaj Thomas, I think he's number seven. I don't have it in front of me. I think he's number seven. Quinn Priester's in the top five. He's on this team. Nick Gonzalez is on this team. Uh, Leover Piguero. Okay. that's I like seeing that. Mm-hmm. Lolo Sanchez is, is, is a prospect that everybody's kind of high on. He'll be playing outfield. 
So Quinn Priester will be interesting. So the 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 ones Tanaj Thomas, who's our number seven prospect and probably the best name. Uh, maybe if if Tanaj Thomas and and Swaggerty, Travis Swaggerty, maybe if those if it was Tanaj Swaggerty, that'd be the best name in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I like Tanaj Thomas. I like that name. Anyway, Low A, Michael Oscato. I'm sorry, Michael Oscato, which was the other player in the Yankees deal. Okay. Shortstop, third base kind of a guy. I believe he'll be at shortstop. Third base will be Alexander Mojica, which is, I think, our number 30 prospect on pipeline. I think he's like 19 years old. Sammy Ciani um, and Hudson Head, center fielder, who Hudson Head came as the headliner, really, in the Joe Musgrove deal, even though, in our hearts right now, David Bednar is the headliner (laughs) of that deal. Right. No, but the Joe Musgrove deal brought... In a weird way, Andy Rodriguez from the Mets, because the Padres sent the pitcher to the Mets. Andy mm-hmm. Rodriguez, a catching prospect. He'll be in low A. So you got him and and Hudson Head on, on the same team from that trade. Eddie Yeen came with Will Crow in the Josh Bell deal. Hudson Head's, you know, low A, Bradenton. Let's look at Hudson Head. Let's look at, you know, Andy Rodriguez, just because we have no other catching prospects in our system. So if you're going to look at one, right. you're going to look at that. So I, I assume that position gets better moving forward. But Eddie Yeen's one of the pitchers that, that you you know keep an eye on. Brennan Malone is the pitcher that came in the Starling Marte deal. He's in low A. Looks like he could be like a dude. I think, he, I think he'd be really good. So that's the guy to watch for there. So really mixing it up. Like, you're obviously not going to put one roster and have all these guys on it. Right. It seems like Greensboro is the place for, I'm sorry, Altoona is the place for, like, those guys that it's like, we're looking for production now. Mm -hmm. And that infield, you know what I mean? That's what you're looking at. And then everything else is kind of spread out. Middle infield for high A. Low A is kind of all over the place. But Hudson Head's probably the guy. But they're just so right. far off that if you're like a casual fan, you're not paying attention to Hudson Head. You're not paying attention to Eddie Yeen. You're not paying attention to maybe Quinn Priester because I feel like he could be on the fast track. But you're really not paying. You don't have to pay attention to Quinn. We'll talk about Quinn Priester when it starts getting close. You can chill on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leo Verpagero. I mean, Nick Gonzalez is worth it just because he's, I think he's on a fast track. He's already 21. Yeah. Bet it. Nick Gonzalez is in Altoona by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. And I think that one of the reasons is uh, O'Neill Cruz probably isn't a full season in Altoona. No. I think he finds his way to AAA. Maybe Jihuan Bay, but I don't know about that one. But Bay is also a shortstop. So you could see a double A where Bay goes to shortstop and Nick Gonzalez comes up and plays second in Altoona. And then AAA next year and then... That's what I'm saying. 2023, here comes Nick Gonzalez. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I could see that. And also, you don't really know what's going to happen with uh, Rodolfo Castro. I mean, he's never played above double A, but if he's if he starts hitting really well, you might see him because he's not even a guy that's on our top 30. Right. But I think that the, the Pirates know what they have in him because of what he did at the alternate site last year, kind of like Quinn Priester. Yeah. But like I think he'll I think he'll boom up this year a little bit too. 
So I think Altoona, if if you're if you're a casual fan and you want to pay attention to one of our minor league teams, it's Altoona, right? Yeah. For sure. That's the yeah. roster. That infield. So here's my here's a question I have for you. Because like this is the first time I'm hearing these. Right. Like we said. But do you think that Swaggerty starting out in AAA is due to our lack of outfield production at the major league level? Do you think there's a chance we're going to see Swaggerty coming up this year, not as a September call-up? I hadn't really thought of it that way. I think that that the way that I'm seeing this is Swaggerty would have been a double-A guy last year, and Mm -hmm. he got a lot of work last year. Like He was one of the dudes all summer that I feel like there was a couple guys that they were like, hey, these are the guys we're talking about. These are the guys that we're really pushing and seeing good things from, and I think the Swaggerty was just one of those dudes. You could be right, though. I mean, in a, in, a, in a perfect world, I think the Pirates want Reynolds in left field. Yeah. I think Reynolds is a solid center fielder. You know, he's faster than I think people realize. He covers plenty of ground out there. I, I think he gets good reads. Our left field is different. I feel like if he's a good left fielder at PNC Park, then he can probably handle center. Mm-hmm. He's made some plays, but... You can tell, like, I see it too. Like, I think he's fine. I'm not yeah. worried about it. Like, it's better than what Chu was for the Reds some years ago. Mm-hmm. But he's not, he's not even, and I know that this is a lot of, uh, a lot of talk when we talk about center field, left field, and Pittsburgh. It, you can't think of much but the Marte McCutcheon situation. Right. Reynolds isn't McCutcheon in center field, even. You know what I mean? Where a lot of people thought McCutcheon wasn't the best center fielder on our team that, right. that Marte was. I would agree with that, but I also believe that McCutcheon was a very capable center fielder. Mm-hmm. And I think that Reynolds is capable, but he's not even McCutcheon level center fielder. No. And I don't know. I don't know what the defensive metrics say yet. We haven't seen him there long enough. And I know that some of the metrics were not kind to McCutcheon. Right. But if you watched the games, McCutcheon was fine. I still McCutcheon think McCutcheon played a little bit of a different defense too. I mean, he he liked to play he liked to play deep, right? And come in on the ball. Yes, and and we did a thing organization wide where we played all of our outfielders in. Mm-hmm. And that was the year that McCutcheon's metrics really dropped. And that's when right. that conversation became a real thing about are we playing the right guy in center field? I think mm-hmm. if we didn't have him in. I think it just he just would have been fine, right? But yeah, and, and and so back to the point. Like I think Reynolds is a very capable center fielder, but I think perfect world he's in left. Yeah, and I just see Swaggerty as a guy who might just be. They might be. Well, there's no one else. No, but that, but that's what I'm saying. Are we are we close to seeing a rookie other than Key Brian Hayes playing this year? I don't think we're close. But if you're saying this year, like by like maybe after All Star break, like July August area, if it's still this bad, now here's the thing: if it's still this bad and we don't have and we're still doing what we're doing, I mean, it's not going to be Kai Tom. He's not going to last that long. <laughs> I <laughs> we haven't talked about Kai Tom yet. No. He's a former Indians prospect. Uh, he was designated for assignment in last winter. 
the A's picked him up. He was with them with Spring, and then they designated him, and we picked him up because we're dealing with Alfred and Fowler problems. So mm-hmm. another prospect that we thought, well, let's swing this guy over here. And I still think that their their plan right now is Reynolds in center and Evans in left. Yeah. With with even with Key coming back, mm-hmm. if if this continues, they've got to do something. If Swaggerty right. rakes in AAA, you might get a look. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now some things are going to have to play out. You know he's not on the forty man roster, so that's one of the things. But he's what twenty three. You know what I mean? I mean, if he's if he's hitting and and like you said, we we still have Alfred and Fowler down there. I mean, Alfred could find his stroke. They could bring him back up, but right, because then at that point you are saying if you're if and I don't even I'll be honest with you, I don't think it's even based on Alfred. If Swaggerty's not lighting it up, I would say they won't call him up because because right. of all they have to do. I would say you'd rather call up somebody like Alfred even if Alfred's just normal and say, well, let's give Alfred another shot because yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna need production. And you know the whole I mean, we did the whole talk about service time and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you're probably gonna run into those sort of things. Hey, Swaggerty's capable, yeah, but we don't want to start mm-hmm. the clock. If right. we if we think he's gonna be there, you know what I mean? I mean Hudson right. Head's a long ways off. When we talk about the resurgence of 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 the pirates and Sherrington's plan, mm-hmm. and and whether that's twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four, Swaggerty's probably one of those guys that says if everything works out, this this is a possible guy. Mm-hmm. Where Hudson Head's probably a couple years behind that still. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good question. Like I said, he's twenty three years old. It's not like we'd be calling him up early. Right. You know what I mean? If he's performing. Sure. But I'm just saying, like, it's not like we're taking a guy who's not a... I mean, like, 23, you're, you're thinking 23, 24 years old. I think he'll be 24. I'm yeah. looking at it right here. He'll be 24 in August. So, yeah. you're looking at that window. It's about time to get a cup of coffee. Right. I mean, our outfield's been bad. We've talked about this. Yeah. So, speaking of, let's let's continue on that pace. You notice we just named all those rosters, and the one name we didn't notice, or the one name we didn't say was the guy who has an opt-out in probably the next couple days. And that's Brian Goodwin. Guy who hit, what, 17 homers for the Angels just a couple years ago? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people kind of thought, is this guy going to be the center fielder for the Pirates this year? I think if Goodwin comes up, it's possible he plays left field and they keep Reynolds in center. Yeah. But I, I think, I mean, after seeing what happened with Alfred, what happened with Fowler... And now with with Tom showing up and playing left field and being, you could credit two or three of those Cardinals runs the other night to him and his defense. They're not errors, but they're, dude slid for a ball, so you can't count an error, but it just blew right by his glove. Yeah. And then dives for a ball later that hits hit the heel of his glove. Like, you're there. Yeah. I I wasn't, you know, he had a rough day out there that day. Yeah. I understand. Sure. It's It's different. Whatever. The thing is, and this kind of bothers me, if Goodwin, if they call Goodwin up, he makes $1.6 million. Where if Kai Tom works out, he's probably making league minimum. Give me a break, right? I mean, it's $1 million yeah. more. Yeah. Why don't we just call him up? If he hits if he hits the same as everybody else, but adds a little pop, I'm okay with right. that. Yeah. I'll give you 
one for four, or I'll give you one for nine with a homer right now because we're not getting even that. <laughs> You're not wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's get him up there. Let's not let him go when we have a serious hole in our outfield. Flank him with 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 Phillip Evans. Evans can play left against lefties and more than that to get him more at-bats. And Brian Goodwin doesn't ever have to play against a lefty because he's left-handed right. hitter. Just do that. He's got a, he's got more experience than any you know than these other guys. I'm I think I can speak for a lot of pirate fans. I'm a little tired of the former prospect trying to spark something. Yeah, I was all about it with with Alfred more Alfred than Fowler. I was all about it. Yeah, same. I didn't like it with two guys. I certainly don't like it with three, and it's it's tired. Uh, you know what I mean? Yep. Let's figure it out. We got Wilmer Defoe's been he's been fine. He's been a bench player. And I'm mm-hmm. okay with this, you know. So there's been moments that he's come down, but that's okay. That's why he's not a starter. Right, yeah. Todd Frazier, that hasn't been anything to talk about since he's been up. I still like the potential power that he provides, but, yeah, but he's got to have, you know, he's got to show it. Yeah. Maybe, because here's the thing. Only one guy has to go in order in order for Hayes to come back. So who's that guy going to be? Now, if Goodwin's added, I mean that's easy. That's Tom. But so who goes when Fra- or when Hayes comes back? It's either Defoe or or Frazier, Todd Frazier. No, I'd rather see Frazier go. You know what I mean? Uh, both power, of them. Both of them power, add. But, but, yeah, the power. But both uh, of them add uh, to the team the uh, like the un what do you, what do you call it the non metrics type stuff. Because Frazier adds veteran leadership and uh, he, he adds the has-been attitude to the dugout. Mm-hmm. Where Defoe, I've heard a few people, like a, even in just post-game interviews, guys say things like, oh my gosh, like having Defoe on the bench is, he's got a lot of energy and he's always positive to his teammates. And so like, I've heard some guys say, this has been a lot of fun and he's a part of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though he's not out there playing. So you kind of like that. Those untouchables. Yeah. I just, for me, power is power, but bat to ball. <laughs> Your power is not going to show if you're not putting bat to ball. I see. I see. I thought you were <laughs> going to say I'd rather have a guy hit 260 with no power, like Defo no. or, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, he did have like two, three weeks off of seeing pitches. I Alternate site stuff, people can, it's not the same. No, it's not. And you saw that in the Miggy Yahoo start, too. He looked good for 40, 40, 45 pitches, and that's probably what his bullpen work has been, 40, 45 pitches. Even if his bullpens are 75 pitches, they're not game pitches. They're not. It's not the As same. much as you try to simulate it, they're not. But I think it's even worse for hitting because of the timing. Yeah. I, 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 I just think it's worse. You're not seeing real pitching. It's not. You saw that this spring with those minor league hitters. Travis yeah. Swaggerty being one of them. Right. He looked like he hadn't seen pitching. And O'Neill Cruz got, what, one hit this spring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there was a lot of that that I think, as much as we say, yeah, but they played. Like, they got to play inner squad stuff. It's not the same. It's not. And they're showing that. And so I think Todd Frazier's showing that a little bit right now, too. Not yeah. that he's even going to get enough playing time to get rid of that. That's my fear. So maybe he is the next to go. But I think as far as that veteran 
He can still pick it. Made a nice play today. Yeah, yeah. So before we worry about who's coming off the roster when Key Brian Hayes comes back, what do we know about Key Brian Hayes coming back? Well, uh, watching the game today, I heard Joe Block mention that conversation with Sherrington says he's going to be on the road with us this upcoming road trip. Uh, he said he has swung a bat. I think he started swinging today, right? I, I think so, yeah. And you know, they're saying that there's a possibility he could rejoin the team some point on the road trip this week. Man, it's going to feel good, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like he was ready to go, and now I wonder if it's going to take him a little bit. Same sort of thing. You're not seeing so. action. And there's no, like I said, there's no, you can't send him anywhere to go get at bats. Right. He was going to, and then he had a setback. Mm-hmm. It's not a perfect world, so none of this stuff will work out the way that you you draw it on the chalkboard. But sure. So maybe we'll see Hayes this week. Maybe not till next week. Chances are you're probably looking at maybe the homestand next week, which is a full week of games. This week we see the Padres again, but this time we go to San Diego. Monday, late one. Probably a lot of us not going to watch. 10 o'clock game. Tyler Anderson starting for the Buccos. Um, but the Padres are starting uh, Miguel Diaz, they've announced. I know Paddock just went on the IL, but has Diaz, I don't think he's played this year, so I don't know what we're getting. It's interesting. And then Tuesday, another late game, Mitch Keller going for the Buccos. Don't know who's going for San Diego yet. Haven't seen that they've announced it. But then Wednesday is Brubaker-Darvish. If we're going to face Darvish, Brubaker's the only guy I wish we would throw against him, so that should be good. Right. And that is a 8 o'clock game. So Wednesday night, maybe you get to see a game. And then we have Thursday off. So a couple late ones, and then maybe good game. San Diego's got a nice ballpark there. Probably be some good games to watch. Yeah. I've been there. It's, It's a pretty nice park. I've been outside of it. Uh, I went to San Diego one time in my life. It rained the whole time. That was fun. They said it only rains like three days a year. And I'm like, oh, that's great. I was here for all three of them. (laughs) Everything was flooded and shut down. It was crazy. But anyway, after the day off Thursday, three games against the Cubs, all day games, all two o'clock games. I like that. I like the day games. I I think I like the day games more now that everybody's like, I don't know know I am working from home. And it's awesome because I can just put the game on while I'm working. You know what I mean? Yeah. Makes it super easy. Where I used to always have to just listen to the game. Yeah. I haven't been told that I can't watch the games yet. I sit in my office and I just put it on my phone. Yeah. And see, I don't have... I'm MLB TV with with the VPN. So Mm -hmm. I can't watch them on a mobile device. Right. So I have to have an actual computer. So I have before taken my, my Surface in and connected to a VPN and watched the game. Anyway... Yeah, who knows? Cubs aren't playing good either. So, Padres on the other right. hand, they're, they're playing playing good. well. They're yeah, they're they're doing what they were projected to do. Yeah, and they're pitching really well too. So, I think that's you know they had a they had a skid, but they're what sixteen and thirteen something like that. Mm-hmm. So that that will break away. Right. <laughs> Same as our twelve and fifteen will separate a little bit more. Their wins are going to separate a little bit more. So we'll see what happens this week. Got anything else? Yeah, interesting thought. Um, watching the game today, 
I don't know when exactly it happened. We bumped Reynolds up to two so that we could get Moran at three. Do you think this stays? Because they were talking about just trying to get Reynolds and Moran more at bats. Do you, do you see possibly Hayes coming back and being our leadoff? Hmm. No. You think he goes right back to two, Reynolds to three, and goes right back to the way it was? I don't know about that. I don't see Hayes leading off. I don't think... I still think Frazier's a fine leadoff. I don't see a, a need no, to move too. that. I, I think do too, but I'm, I'm if if your goal is to get what you feel like your better guys, like your guys up more, and they're considering Reynolds Moran. I mean, are you going to bat? Going to leave Reynolds at two and bat Hayes three and slide Moran back to four? Because I, don't I think, think you're if bat Hayes, Hayes is four, if Hayes is back, he's he's also one of your guys. So Absolutely. I could see I could see Hayes going right back into two. And then it wouldn't be a but the problem is you've been hitting Evans too and he hasn't been hitting. Right. So and Evans had the day off and you're not putting anybody else at two. To me, I thought that the Reynolds Moran move up today was just because we got nobody else. Personnel. Just move up move up your hitters so they get more bets. Gotcha. However, if they talked about maybe Reynolds would be a better two hitter than anything, I think. Yeah. So I well, think that I makes just, sense. The, the thing I brought it up for, I mean, Joe Block was talking about it a little bit. They were talking about moving Reynolds to the two hole. Well, then, if that's including Hayes coming back, then I, to be honest with you, I don't know. Hayes maybe hits fifth, fourth or fifth, or the, the, I, I don't I'm see just Hayes saying the trend in three, the three maybe. I'm just saying the trend in the game right now is to put your best hitter at one, not necessarily your best hitter but you know it's not uncommon to have a guy like Hayes batting leadoff oh I see what you're saying with Hayes not not Reynolds right I'm saying if if you leave Reynolds at that two spot I don't think it's an I don't think it's a stretch to say maybe not when he first comes back but maybe he bats fourth for a few games he's not a four hole hitter I think Moran still has to hit four the problem with all you see of that, Hayes batting three, and I mean, if they're wanting to move Reynolds to two, if it's all about moving Reynolds to two, then yeah, Hayes will hit three. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you certainly with Moran behind you, I guess that makes sense. Ah, uh, to be honest with you, that would make sense to hit or to to move Hayes in front of or in between them because uh, you're seeing a lot of guys bring in the lefty to face Reynolds and Moran to turn Reynolds around to right-handed. Mm-hmm. And maybe if Hayes shows that he hits well against lefties, they won't be able to bring in the lefty until it gets to Moran. And by right. then, you know, at least then you give Reynolds a left-handed at bat. Right. But Reynolds hasn't really been that bad against lefties, so I don't <laughs> right. think it really matters all that much. It doesn't matter. I know those four hitters have got to be your first four hitters. And I, I just don't think Frazier's going to hit anywhere but leadoff unless he hits sixth or seventh. Right. And there's not enough offense on that team to do much else with. It's just some interesting things that I saw brought up in the game today. That Some food for thought. I wonder if that's with Hayes involved. Without Hayes in the lineup, absolutely. Because we're just putting, like, Evans hasn't hit well from the two spot. Right. So, Newman, we're still waiting for that to work out. Mm-hmm. Gonzalez fell off. Evans fell off. You know what I mean? Like, the offense is starting yeah. to get hurt right now. Uh I don't know. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, 
That is, I think, do you think Reynolds, I mean, Reynolds is a two-hitter, right? I think so. Prototypical. He's a two-hitter. Yeah. I think so, too. I think if I was going to say, if I had the team to put Reynolds wherever I would want, I'd want him at two. Yeah. But I don't know, Key Bryan is good there, too. Right. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see what the lineup looks like this week or when yeah. Hayes gets back. When Hayes gets back, yeah. We'll see what it looks like. What do you, what do you think this week? Split it? Three and three for a good week, or I think I think you lose I mean, the series. To, I think you lose the series to San Diego. You you try to win the series against the Cubs. Yeah, I think you lose one of those games against the Cubs. Still, yeah. I mean, you're gonna have Brubaker going and Tyler Anderson going against the Padres. So there's your two best pitchers. Yeah, I think you're looking at a three and three, possibly a two and four. Right. Week. Yep. Can't get swept by the Padres though. You definitely don't want to go in and get swept right after being swept. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially going in to play a good team. This is why you don't want the, the you know, this is why you can't have that. <laughs> right. And this yeah. is why we say 95 losses. Right. Because we're facing it right now. We could go six straight losses again. Mm-hmm. Second time this year. It's very feasible. And we should have won one of those games against the Cardinals. Yeah. It should have just, I thought there were moments that things could have happened that didn't, and it's because the lineup's not deep. Period. Period. I agree. But either way, let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. Final thought. Is Tom on the roster when we record our next podcast? No. <laughs> let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks.